My guest today is Phil Kohler. He's here to talk about his review of Dark Souls 3. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Phil Kohler, the original. Welcome back to the program. Hello. It's been a while. Original Phil, they call him. Mm-hmm. Because he was the first guest, Shadow of one, Mordor. I'll never one, forget. One kill Phil. That's one what I, kill Phil. Because I kill all the bosses on Dark Souls on my first try. Never <laughs> never died. Never died at a Dark never Souls Never died. Uh, Phil, you reviewed Dark Souls 3, which I've never reviewed a Dark Souls game. <laughs> Uh, but I gotta imagine that's a uh, that's gotta be lonely work, huh? It's a big ask. Um, so I actually asked to review this because I have now reviewed every one of From Software's Souls games, uh, not including Bloodborne, considering that is not Souls, it's kind of like a spinoff, right? Um, but I, I reviewed Demon Souls way back when for Game Informer, and I reviewed Dark Souls One for Game Informer, and now I've reviewed Dark Souls Two and Three both for uh, for Polygon. Um, what's the, what's the experience of that? Like, I mean, broadly speaking, what's it like to, to review one of these things without the, the resources? Um, I, I know this is sort of a, a, a unique case because it was released, um, earlier in Japan. And I don't know if you dipped into some of the available, you know, the, I, I'm sure there are tips and tricks littering the internet at this point. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of cases where I, you know, checked out what people who are playing the Japanese version had to say about, you know, how to, how to deal with a certain boss um, or, or how to progress in a certain area. Uh, for the most part, so the way that I've approached it in the past, um, with Demon's Souls, I was playing post-release, so, so there was already that community out there, and I kind of realized that part of the joy of these games is interacting with people right it's working with a community to uh to figure out what's going on and to like find secrets and stuff it's these aren't games the the fun of these games is not playing alone Mm -hmm. um so with dark souls 1 and dark souls 2 in both those cases i kind of got together a big mailing list like an email list of uh other people who were playing uh pre-release whether that was people within you know the the publisher organization or other journalists and we just kind of would email back and forth and be like oh did you did you catch this crazy secret did you go to this place um with dark souls 3 uh i thought i was gonna do that same thing but i ended up not really needing to uh for two reasons one because as you mentioned the japanese version is out um so there were already people playing and talking about it so i kind of had had that if i needed it uh, but two, there's just not that much to the game. It's it's a lot more straightforward in my estimation than uh than previous Souls games have been. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting question here from a uh, from a, a listener Peter who says, uh, when lamenting the game didn't have enough path to explore, do you worry that you simply may have missed it? Like it's too well hidden. Um, it, when you're, when you're, you know, when one of your criticisms is, Hey, this doesn't have enough sort of like off the beaten path stuff or offshoot stuff or secret stuff or whatever. Is there, is that a worry that maybe you just like didn't find it? Maybe it's just too well hidden. 
Yeah, you know, I mentioned in uh, in the review that I found lots of secrets. I'm sure there are a ton of secrets that I didn't find as well. Um, so I, I, I'm absolutely positive there's stuff that I missed. Um, the the overall concern that I had is, is not even necessarily that there aren't enough secrets. Um, it's that the stuff that is there isn't that uh, deep or interesting. Like there are so many side paths um, that they split off from your main path and then they go maybe a couple of feet and then end and that's it. Um, and maybe there's like an item there. Uh, whereas I feel like so many side paths in Dark Souls 1 and in Dark Souls 2 and even in Bloodborne um, would spin off for like, you know, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then end. Um, it, it felt like there was so much more hidden behind them. Um, I will say there are, there are three major hidden areas that I found in the game, three areas that are off the beaten path that lead on to lead to, you know, full, like extra like zones and bosses. Um, so, I mean, there is that, like that's, that stuff is pretty cool. Um, but there's just, the 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 overall structure of the world is more more of the concern not necessarily that there weren't enough uh, secrets but just that um that the paths themselves were very uh shallow i guess is the best way of putting it um you have uh, like you said reviewed the, all the dark or all the souls games however you you want to interpret that um it, when you put this review up and i assume it's probably the lowest score that you've given one of these it is um, yeah what was there a concern on your part? I mean, was is there a, a, a you, you know did that bring with it some amount of anxiety? And how has seeing other reviews pop up uh, at at a little bit higher than yours? Um, what has that been like today? Yeah, I mean, there's always I think there's always anxiety uh, from a reviewer's perspective. I think you can speak to this as well, Justin. There's always that anxiety when you're putting out a score and. Well, for one thing, you know, we're putting out our score before we've seen everybody. So a lot of times we we will get accused of like, oh, they just went with a lower score to stand out. When the truth is, we don't know what other people are going to give it. Um, for all I knew, uh, everybody would be giving it a lower score than me. I didn't know. Um, but there's always that that concern of like, you know, am I being too critical? Am I am I going to like um, just get hounded by people am i going to get especially with a fan base as passionate as dark souls am i just going to get dogpiled by people who are upset that i gave it you know a score that's lower than they wanted wherever that is in relation to other reviews um but at some point like as a reviewer i just have to like get past that concern and and stick to stick to my guts on what i'm actually feeling on the game um actually being critical on it uh, I, I have read through quite a few of the other reviews out there. And I, I mean, I wasn't shocked to discover that I was one of the lower scores out there. Um, but what I do was you attribute bit... that to, Phil? Like, what do you, after reading the other reviews? Well, I, I think this is, this is hard to say in a way of like, I don't want to shit talk other reviewers. I don't want to, uh, you know, suggest that anyone else isn't doing their job or anything well, like no, that. Well, no, it's all, I mean, it's all completely, I mean, and, to even say that is like, is like, I mean, that's not what this is about, right? Like, yeah, you cannot yeah. be wrong. It's literally just like different sort of approaches to the same stuff. But absolutely. Um, so I, I think, though, from from reading other reviews and and just this is just a general feeling I've had about this series for a while. The Souls series is 
it's this weird mixture, right? It's totally different from almost anything else out there because it is a series that has grown to mainstream popularity or fairly mainstream, um, more mainstream than you would expect. But it's incredibly difficult, incredibly challenging, um, mechanically challenging in a way that uh, isn't usually popular in the mainstream and isn't usually popular amongst reviewers. Um, I think there is a general anxiety amongst reviewers of Souls games of like, it's a hard series to critique. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a hard series to come at and to actually say something critical of and and to say something new about as well like i mean you can look over a lot of reviews and this is true of my reviews of um of some of the older souls games as well um and they follow the the same beats right it's that same those same beats of like this game is so difficult it's really hard but also it's really good it's not hard in a bad way um and it's just kind of hitting those same points um so i think i think a lot of people a lot of reviewers, especially if you haven't been reviewing the series from the start, um, struggle to break out of that mold. Hmm. Um, uh, Phil, I'm going to take a quick break uh, to tell you, uh, you and anybody else listening, honestly, everybody, this is this is equal opportunity. It's mostly for me, but everybody it, can hear it. Right. It's mostly for Phil. I, as in all things that I yeah. do in my creative life, it's mainly for Phil. Uh, but I want to tell you about Loot Crate. If you're a fan of pop culture, geek, gamer gear, whatever it may be, uh, you're going to want to check out Loot Crate. This is a monthly subscription service, and for less than $20 a month, you're going to get 48 items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and much more. So um, if you want to get it on, you don't listen to anything else I say. Don't worry about it. Just trust me on this one. Go to lootcrate.com slash control and enter code control to save $3 on any new subscription. And it's more than a subscription service. There's a, a whole group of people that are uh, sharing their uh, experience with the crate and, and interacting with each other. Um, they say Loot Crate guarantees $40 of value in every crate. And sometimes it's a lot more. There's cool t-shirts, toys, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, April's theme is Quest. So you're going to get stuff from a Labyrinth, Harry Potter, uh, Uncharted 4, History Channel's Vikings. And then there's going to be an exclusive T-shirt uh, also in there, uh, all built around the theme. Now, remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that much crate. So if you want this one with the the Labyrinth and Harry Potter and Harry uh, and Uncharted 4, Uncharted, that's not a thing, Uncharted 4, if you want the crate with all that stuff, uh, right now, you're going to go to lootcrate.com slash control and enter code control to save $3 on a new subscription today. Phil, I want to uh, get into um, uh, some uh, some more of these listener questions here. Um, yes. The uh, uh, This is an interesting one um, from Xander, who it, the first experience he's had with this series is uh, Bloodborne. And sure. he's kind of curious, like what? And I, I assume there's probably a lot of people in that. Bloodborne did really well. Um, I'm I'm curious, sort of like what what changes, what differences people can expect if they're coming from Bloodborne into Dark Souls Three. Um, so I've I've had a bunch of people ask this. I've actually had some people, uh, quite a few people, ask if, uh, you know, if if I think that the problems that I had were stuff that was carried over from Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think this will probably be a controversial thing to say, but I do think I think Bloodborne is a stronger game than Dark Souls Three overall. 
and I think that um, a lot of the the world building stuff um, and the sort of complexity of the world is better in in Bloodborne than it is in Dark Souls Three. That said, Dark Souls Three does take a lot of cues from Bloodborne in terms of the 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 feel of the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a lot of the a lot of the criticism of the Souls games early on was that the combat was a little bit a little bit slow, um, a little bit floaty. Uh, mm-hmm. and Bloodborne kind of changed that. It made things a little more action, action sure. oriented. Um, you, you focused a lot more on dodging. You couldn't, you couldn't block really at all in Bloodborne. Um, so you can block again in Dark Souls three. Of course you can use a shield. I did use a shield for most of the game. That's my preferred play style. Um, but wimp. dodging is, yeah, I am a wimp. It's true. Um, but dodging is much more effective and really necessary. And some of some of the later boss fights in this game get just brutal in 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 ways that I found really uh, entertaining and satisfying. But you need to dodge, and you need to dodge like perfectly. Um, you need to you need to like perfectly um, just zoom past the third part of this boss's combo so that you can get off one hit. Um, and in that respect. I think it feels very uh, Bloodborne-esque. That sounds miserable. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually liked Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne, but sometimes when I take a step, sometimes when you when you like hear about Dark Souls in the abstract, it just it just sounds like the worst. Well, it's, it's one of these things where uh, you know I'm 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 working last week to finish the game. I'm on the final two bosses. The final two bosses of this game, I think, are some of the hardest bosses in any Souls game. Um, some of the most demanding, I should say, most mechanically demanding. And I I am just, uh, Jeanette, my, my significant other is here and my son is here and they are, they are watching me die and swear up a storm. And, and then my significant other reads my review later and is like, wait, you said these two bosses are great and that you love them. That's not what happened. I was there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, it's a, a complex weird relationship. relationship. <laughs> um, uh, the, so the big mechanical, like I, I would say the biggest mechanical difference uh, in the meta game, well, not the meta game, but the uh, outside of like the moment to moment combat was the addition of the ability to teleport between uh, the, the different fires in sure. uh, Dark Souls 2. Uh, is that back? And are there any other changes like that? I know you mentioned the the, the weapon skills system. Uh, any other sort of big changes for for Dark Souls Three? Uh, I, I wouldn't say big changes, but lots of little ones. Um, you definitely are still using bonfires to work between bonfires, um, and that kind of again plays into the sort of linear nature of the game um, mm-hmm. because the areas that you're visiting don't really wrap around back in on each other in the way that they did in dark souls one. Um, you kind of need to do the bonfire warping because just walking between each area would take forever. Also like in dark souls two, you have to work back to a, and, and like in bloodborne, you have to work back to a central hub area to level up. Um, you can't just level up at any bonfire. <clears throat> um, as far as other small changes, um, the, the, focus points which is the new sort of resource that you have to manage that's basically like magic points mm-hmm. in other games um they're used to determine whether you can do your weapon skills um which is a new thing that all weapons have but they're also what you use for spells now uh so mm. you're no longer limited by the number of charges that your spell has between bonfires it's just how much how many focus points you have um 
So that's 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 a fairly big change if you use magic in the series at all. Um, and then in addition to that, you can now split your Estus flasks between flasks that restore your health and flasks that restore your focus points. Um, how does that you know how does that work for you? Is that is that a positive change or neutral or I, negative? I like that whole system. Um, I think it just adds another. It's another layer of strategy. It's another. Um, strategic choice that you have to make whenever you're at a bonfire um you know do i work back and and switch my estus flask if you're having trouble with a boss um you end up having to hit these points where you're like okay do i need to start using weapon skills better uh should i should i go get some of these ashen estus flasks that restore my focus points so that i can use more weapon skills or more spells or should I throw all of my flasks into the regular healing flasks so that I can just tank, tank as much damage as possible and hope that I survive long enough to kill this boss? Um, the the game forces you to kind of make these really interesting decisions all the time in terms of the combat. Um, looking ahead to the future, um, are you going to be disappointed uh, if you if we get you're at E3 or what whatever the big game show is at the moment, and you hear about you know Bloodborne two or Dark Souls four or what have you coming next year, are you hoping for a little bit of a break here? Do you think that's the right move? I think it, it, so. It's tough. I think a break would be in the best interest of From Software and and in the best interest of uh, the people enjoying their games, just to ensure the most quality for whatever the next game is. <clears throat> I. I fully expect that we will see a Bloodborne 2 announced at E3. Mm -hmm. um, my hope is that maybe maybe what they'll do is announce it, but it will be for like fall of 2017 instead of spring. So we'll get at least a little bit more time to uh, to just polish and 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 build and and do all those other things. Um, we'll see. It's it's I I'm I'm fascinated. By from software, I mentioned this in the review, but I'm fascinated by the ability of From Software to continue cranking out such massive games and and such complex games, um, and it, it's it's endlessly impressive to me. I, I don't know how they're able to pull it off. So my hope is is just that they they can step back a little bit and and give themselves a little bit more room. I think the biggest question for me is just going to be what happens with Dark Souls, um, not so much what happens with From Software because it seems like in all of the buildup to Dark Souls 3, um, From Software has been very vague about whether or not this is the final game. And I think the the reason for that, if I had to guess, is that From Software wants it to be the final game, but Bandai is like, are you kidding me? No. We, we own the franchise, and it makes a lot of money, so no, it's not the final one. Um, so that, to me, that makes me wonder, is like, if and when Dark Souls Four happens, is it a From Software game, hmm. or is it someone else? Oh, Phil, that's a mystery that I can't solve. But perhaps in the future we'll get to the bottom of it. But One not day. today. One, not today. Today we are going to end this episode of Quality Control. I want to remind you about Loot Crate again. That address, LootCrate.com/slash/control, and then use code Control to save three dollars on any new subscription. Try it for a month. I think you're really going to like it. Uh, We've got a ton more stuff uh, on Polygon.com. There's other reviews there. There's news. There's videos. There's everything you could ever want. It's at Polygon.com. Uh, for Phil Kohler, I am Justin McElroy. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.